Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello. Thanks so much. Welcome to Hoovering. Thanks for listening. I'm constantly thanking, aren't I? I do like a big thank. What a thanker. Massive thanker. Thank you for listening to this. This is Hoovering. I'm Jess. I'm the host of this. If you like this podcast and you listen to it all the time but you never told anyone about it, try telling someone about it. In fact, if you hate this but you're listening because you're a masochist and um, you can still tell people about it, why don't you tell your enemies about it? Because they might listen to it because they like it. So the opposite of you, and that's why they're your enemy. Also, if you've got spare money, I unapologetically would like you to give me some of it. I'm on a site called Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod. In exchange for anything from tiny amount to loads amount, you get various levels of presents from guest recipes right up to the chance to have me killed. Also, we're doing um, a live show of hoovering, two of them in fact, 27th and 28th, of January in London, in Islington, to be specific. The guests haven't been announced yet, but it's selling so well. So if you want to come, I would recommend getting on with it. Go to unrestrictedview.co.uk forward slash the hyphen hoovering hyphen podcast hyphen live. Every time I say that, 
I panic. I'm not really sure what a hyphen is. Also, I'm doing some stand-up new material, putting together a new show. If you want to come to any of those in London, go to wegottickets.com and once you're on there, search within that website for Honers Club, H-O-N-E-R-S. It's only three quid in advance. I've got some massive guests coming up. I think November's sold out, Bar. I think there's maybe one ticket. That might be gone by the time this goes out. I don't know. Uh, but there's three shows in December and there's tickets for those. And I'm joined by people like Josie Long and Bridget Christie and Kiri Pritchard-McLean. So you'd be a douche if you're in London and you're not there. This week's guest is a brilliant comedian who's on Mock the Week all day, every day. It's lovely boy, Ed Gamble. We discuss diabetes, eating bananas bumside first... He gives me the full Cornish pasty origin story, and we both confess our unvegan sins. You join us as we both come to terms quite fast with the fact that I've brought the purplest soup in the world into his very lovely, clean, and most terrifyingly white carpeted home. So it's, it's just some Asda sourdough, and then mm-hmm. it's a vegan. How do you say it? Borscht. Borscht. I've never had to say it out loud. Okay, well, nor have I. And now it's it's a beetroot soup. Lovely. Mm. Very nice. With some um, tahini sauce on the roof. Mmm. I like it. Mmm. It's perfect for the weather. It's perfect for the weather. It's really nice, bright, autumny, crispy day. But also, it just tastes of beetroots, doesn't it? Mmm. So much other stuff goes in, and then all you can taste is beetroots. It's Mighty a very beetroot. It's a very powerful flavour, beetroot. Mm-hmm. Nothing can overpower the beetroot. Mm, it's a be strong... in a fight with it. I'd, or a relationship. <laughs> beetroot was a person. I feel like she'd be a force. She'd be a force to be reckoned with. Yes. Yeah. Um, thanks for letting me come round your house. Well, thanks for coming. You bring a really here. dangerous to carry soup. You've definitely brought the most stainy food. Yeah, and because I slightly overfilled my um, vessel mm. Tupperware, it was threatening to seep throughout the journey. You went to pick your own vegetables yesterday, and there's a pumpkin in here. Yes, me and my girlfriend went to a pick your own vegetable farm because she has. A job where she like gets up in the morning, right? So on the weekend she wants to do things, which is right. very frustrating. <laughs> so she's like, well, "We should go and do a thing, so we can say we've had a weekend." Whereas obviously I just want to not do anything all day. And she's then... going somewhere where on Monday they say, "What did you do at the weekend?" Yeah, and we're not doing that. No, I mean she works in the media, you know, she right. works in television, but you know they work in an office and they have conversations like, "What did you get up to?" <laughs> and she says. You know, oh, we went to a pick-your-own-vegetable farm. Yeah, a perfectly reasonable thing to say. Whereas I'd say things like, I drove to Nottingham to do a gig, and during the day, I was in my pants. <laughs> oh, Nottingham. Tell you what, the tahini's coming through, though. Yeah. I think this might be the sort of thing that someone who regularly eats cream would laugh in my face for, but I prefer it. I prefer it to cream. Oh, no, I, in, I agree. In savoury things, without a doubt, like, I often prefer the vegan... You wouldn't pop tahini on an apple crumble, would you? No, I wouldn't. I would not. Mm. So you're you're broadly vegan as well, aren't oh, you? Oh, I am so not anymore. Oh, really? I've had to stop even saying 
that I'm ish because I learned I'm you know not unreasonably really offending actual vegans <laughs> mm. I think when you get vegans that really think that it's like 100% morally repugnant yeah then I, to say yeah. oh you know I think it's equivalent to them of saying I am still a paedophile but I'm not fucking the kids anymore and just winking at them <laughs> do you know what I mean like yeah. it's not a, it's categorically always uh, awful I think I might be a kid winker as well <laughs> But as it's gone on, like, I think I'm owning it a bit more now. There's an amazing author and journalist who's written a book called The Ethical Carnivore, so I reckon I'm probably that. Like, she very rarely, rarely eats meat. She did a couple of years where she killed things and only ate that. Right. I think that's weirder. Yeah. (laughs) It's a bit weirder. But stuff like trying to find really sustainable fish, that's, like, my latest challenge. I really like doing that. I really love going to the seaside getting loads of fish that I know a fisherman I went to school with <laughs> that's Did your you know idea I mean? that's your idea of ethical because I'm from the countryside if I, I know that I haven't got the time at the moment to learn to kill goats or fish yeah but I went to school with a boy called Benji and a boy called Tom and the boy called Tom's a fisherman now and the boy called you Benji's got fish. a goat farm right. which I haven't eaten his goats yeah. but he's got chickens and I eat their eggs now extending your analogy that's like saying I'm a paedophile but I only fuck my friends kids <laughs> Which is better. Yeah. Because mm. there's less carbon footprint to get to the friend's kids. Exactly. Oh, God. It's <laughs> gone down some brilliant avenues Absolutely already. Absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think, yeah, I might be the same in yeah. that I keep saying I've made a big proclamation, which I don't normally do with things, mm. and I, this is why it's a bad idea of saying I'm going vegan, and then... Yeah. But you have to, because when people offer you things, you have to say, oh, no, I'm eating yeah. vegan or I'm eating plant-based. It's easier to say it. It's, yeah. it's just easier to say it than explain the circumstances under which you would eat the, yeah. the other things you are yeah. secretly eating. Yeah, I can't go through the whole paedophile analogy day after day, no. meal after meal, Ed. <laughs> it's excruciating even occasionally. And now, <laughs> when... I think basically what's happened is I say, well, I'm broadly vegan, you know, I'm yeah. trying to eat vegan, I eat vegan at home, and I'm mm. indoor vegan. I think I'm just vegetarian. <laughs> But also, yeah. I'm going on holiday in about oh. three weeks. Well, where are you going? To Japan. Oh, wow. I'm definitely going to eat meat and fish, mate. You just definitely are, but I yeah. also don't think you, you necessarily get a choice. So I know a vegan that went there. Yeah. I won't name them, yeah. but you can probably guess. Okay. Not that long ago, and um, came back and said, I had some of the most incredible food ever. And I was like, well, how was being vegan there? <laughs> and they said, well, you know, there were loads of dishes that had, that were tofu-based or whatever, so yeah. it was fine. But they said, I'm 100% sure I was eating fish stock and fish that was in all the... Even that, well, was like the fish sauce that you get. So she said, I'm certain, I'm certain that was in all the stuff. And I was like, oh, you know, did it... Because this person's a proper vegan. I was like, did it make you... And they were like, no, I feel amazing. My body is (laughs) screaming, thank you. It's the best my skin's been in years. Of course. It was really funny. Yeah, I think I'm just going to have to let that go because... Mm -hmm. I think also but you're going for a holiday I think you've just got to experience especially someone like that that does such unique stuff with food yeah you've got to try it but again real vegans yeah. that's going to offend them isn't it because they'd just be hungry yeah they'd just be hungry they'd just go but have you got an excellent excuse thing. you're not really allowed to get too hungry because you've got diabetes well yeah there's that as well I have to spend so long thinking about what I eat in terms right. of my actual short term and long term health yeah because of type 1 diabetes. Really? Quite often I just think, oh, how much 
am I going to limit myself? Yeah. There's more limitations. Why add extra rules? Yeah, why add extra rules? You have forced upon you. And the fact is, a lot of the time, it serves me well to eat low carb. Mm -hmm. And the best low carb thing, really, is just meat. Yeah. It's really hard on meat and fish. I've cut my meat consumption by about 90%, I'd say. Which has got to be good for the environment That's amazing. in general. Yeah, of course, of course. I was such a meaty boy. Such a big meaty boy. I <laughs> love meat. big meaty oh, boy. I love a bit of meat. Meaty boy. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm not a big meaty boy it's anymore. Just like, you've just chosen the least laddie way of saying the really laddie thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm such a meaty boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a meaty I love boy. It's a steaky wake. <laughs> oh, do you miss it then? No, not really, actually. Yeah, it's not really miss me. I think, you know, I will have it again in the future, but I don't wake up every morning going, God, do I miss my breakfast steak. <laughs> but bacon, I think. I think my partner would be. He would be bereft. If he was told he couldn't ever have bacon again. Yeah. But then so would I. Like, so I can't work like that. I think if I thought, oh, I can never have any of this mm-hmm. things again, I wouldn't be able to do it at all. I think I miss fish more. Yeah. That's so good. Are you sick of talking about what diabetes means in terms of eating? No, I like I like, like um, I like talking about it because I yeah. think no matter how much I talk about it, people still have misconceptions about it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. People think you can't ever have anything ever. Exactly. So that's what I, I get that question you know daily from people who I think should know about it, going like, "Oh, you're not allowed that, are you?" <laughs> like, what do you, it's not Excuse a religion me? it's not yeah. like it's not banned I'm not going to hell yeah <laughs> yeah um, no because I can eat whatever I like and yeah. just inject to okay. cover it and you know sometimes I don't have things because my blood sugar level's being annoying mm-hmm. or I know later on in the day it's going to have an impact that I don't particularly want what I can eat super anything tired yeah super tired or the most annoying thing is if I eat something high fat and high carbohydrate so we're going to get science here. Yeah. Um, fat slows the absorption of carbohydrate. Okay. So when I inject insulin, that keeps my blood sugar level within a decent range. Right. But short term. Okay. So I inject for the carbohydrate and the effect it would have immediately. Okay. But if there's a lot of fat there as well, it slows the absorption. So yeah. later on, the blood sugar level will go up. Right, right. So if I eat like... Like pizza's a nightmare. Okay, yeah, yeah. Or so like I would never cheese... Eat- Bake or something. A cheese bake yeah, or something yeah. like that. Like, yeah, absolute nightmare. So I would never eat pizza mm-hmm. for lunch if I had something else to do during the day. Fine. Because then I have to keep chasing my blood sugar levels and stuff. Yeah. But I could if I yeah. wanted to. So type 1 diabetes is the, like, non-hereditary one usually. Uh, I think it can be hereditary. Well, but I, think, yeah. well, we, I think I might get it. I think my mum and my granddad right, okay. both got, or he had, and she No, you say that's type, that's type 2. But I think... I think they might have a third type or something. Is this a new thing? There's, I mean, there's type, there is a type 1.5, which is late adult onset. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. Mum did it again until she's in her mid-50s. And yeah, and same. But it's what I found incredible from their difference in their experiences across one generation is that I remember as a kid my granddad having these needles that were like, <laughs> mm. like four-inch long needles with these yeah. great big plastic orange caps and having to yeah. like watch something out of like Frankenstein. Yeah, it's every crazy. Meal. And mum's just got like a pen. Yeah. Just looks like a pen. Yeah. Like smaller, way smaller than an EpiPen. It's great. It's like James Bond gadget. Yeah. Whenever I get down about it, I've got a massive tattoo of a needle to remind me oh, of wow. how horrific medical equipment used to be. That's amazing. 
amazing. Cool, right? Good for a podcast. I had as no well. idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a really ye oldie fashioned. Yeah, like a big. Handles on it level. Yeah. Big ass needle. And there's a big snake around it as well to remind Skinny. me that you used to have to use a snake to inject. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you had to do in Victorian times. You had to fill the snake up with insulin and then make it bite you. <laughs> really wind it up. Goad it. Goad it. Is that your blood sugar dropping? Keep goading. Say scrum diddly umptious. No. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly but also, my granddad went blind. I think is that. Yeah. So if you don't, if you don't control your blood sugar levels, right. if they're high all the time, it can have impact on your health in general. But mm. one of the specific ones is with the eyes. That so you can get. Yeah. Whereas you can go blind. My mum doesn't appear to have to give anywhere near as much of a. An right. She's going to enjoy me having said that. Yeah, um, I think the thing the thing is with it is that. You can probably... Like, I didn't look after it properly for a number of years. Right. Because I was diagnosed when I was a teenager. Oh, God. So you yeah. sort of don't... You just don't give a shit and you don't think anything's... It's like, well, nothing's bad. Nothing bad's going to happen to me. Uh, so, and that, so I've, in the last sort of ten years, I've got on top of it. But, yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. It's so complicated anyway, I think, just being a grown-up and trying to be more aware of, like, what you eat, how what you eat makes you feel. To mm-hmm. have, like, an extra massive layer of that. Yeah. But I think... be a huge head fuck, I think. I think sometimes it's quite useful in that a good way of controlling blood sugars is to eat healthily. Yeah, yeah. And I know I am quite in touch with how my body feels when I eat certain things, yeah. so... I know what sacrifices I'm making if I decide to have a massive meal. I can be like, <laughs> yeah. well, that's the rest of the night. It's a write-off. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to feel like shit, but I'm going to enjoy this in the moment. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I've spoken to so many people who've got various gubbins uh, and, like, from IBS right through to, like, kind of neurological stuff and people yeah. who just, ultimately, it's part of our humanity to occasionally go, I don't care. Yeah. I want to taste nice in the mouth right now. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know quite a few people with, like, IBS issues yeah and they they just have to balance it out they just yeah. have to go how much do I want this versus how much of a pain a literal pain in the ass <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> how yeah. how many toilets are there here yeah okay I'm having it <laughs> I love it five second rule yes or no mmm Depends what it is. Yeah, beetroot soup would be a hard thing. Well, to beetroot try. soup. There's, there'd be five second rule before I cry and have to replace the carpet. <laughs> um, yeah, I, <laughs> I reckon. I reckon I'd probably do live by the five second rule. Really? Yeah, but it depends what it is. If it's a sticky thing, yeah, that could pick up. <laughs> Don't know why that's already from... tickled me. <laughs> it's a sticky thing. If I'm eating a toffee apple. <clears throat> As you do. Yeah. <laughs> and also, yeah, if it's, you know, uh, or if it's a normal apple, I'd pick it up and yeah, rub, rub it on my sleeve. That's how you clean an apple, isn't it? Do you wash an apple before you have an apple? I well, don't. so these apples we got from the Pick Your Own Farm yeah. have been washing because I physically picked them off really the tree. Yeah. yeah. So I know they've been out about, but no, not from the supermarket. I know, and they've probably been in way more chemically fumesy places. I've been eating probably apples making for years. Us stronger. Yeah. I've been eating apples for years. <laughs> I've been eating apples for years. There's no problems with me. A filthy apple a day yeah. keeps the doctor at bay. Yeah, that's that's the phrase. That's the one. <laughs> in full. I'm, I take a very lax approach to food hygiene. I think. Yeah, me too. Um, oh, that's good. Again, I've had. I'm to... enjoying this beat. Oh though. no! Oh no! I don't mean. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say that when you cooked like, something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when I brought the food round, I shouldn't say that. 
Um, I've actually got a temporarily spotless home at the moment. Oh, yeah. We get, like, we're renting and we get inspected by our landlords oh, about wow. four times a year. Ooh. And the first time it happened, we were very l- normal about it. I was out and Mikey was like, had papers all over the floor trying to write something. And, um, and they failed us. What? They said we're not keeping it properly. And actually, they like had ripped, they'd looked under things. Like every speck of dust has got to be oh gone. God. It's got to be really. So, so, four times a year, we have like the most insane cleaning patch. And we've just had one. How but long does it last before? Well, no. So, after the inspection, toddler. would it just, yeah. It's hard. But I mean, he doesn't create filth so much as chaos. And it's not like dirt, it's mess. Sure. Yeah. I get that. I met I met your toddler the other day. You did actually. Yeah. You were pretty chaotic there. A wasn't great you? toddler. Very um fizzy that yeah. day. <laughs> Bit feral. And then he just lost, just totally lost it. Are you still there for that? He went really violent. We had to go. Oh no, maybe I missed and the And there violence. was a woman there, a friend of our friend who's uh, leaving to it was <laughs> Um, who has like a very adorable, compliant-looking six-month-old? Yeah. Who, with the panic in her eyes, watching oh, my child's violent meltdown, <laughs> my older toddler's violent meltdown, and she was really trying to help me, but actually, really, I just needed to let him kick, kick me, and hit me until we were out the just door. Just get out. Of once we were out the door, yeah. it would be like a change of scene, and he'd stop being. Really sure. Violent. So that's it. It's just being in the same place for yeah. too long. And, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's like up. overcooked. Yeah. but you tickled me saying I think I was probably like that as a child absolutely <laughs> I thought we got on quite well because I was like yeah I get, I get where you're coming from man <laughs> <laughs> worryingly the people that have got on with him best have been you and Bobby Mayer oh there you go yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> two man babies <laughs> um, have you got like a favourite meal of the day Oh, if you um, could have like breakfast again and again, would you do that? No, again like that no, 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 no. I find breakfast stressful. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I worry about breakfast. I don't know when to have it. Right. <laughs> because also, like being a comic, you know, yeah. it's not. I don't have to have breakfast at a no. certain time and then go and do something. No, you're self-employed. You can do it. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I worry about breakfast getting too close to lunch. Right. I like lunch. Yeah. <laughs> I like lunch so much I worry that breakfast is going to tread on lunch's toes. <laughs> Don't you try and step into it. You stay in the shadow of lunch. Exactly. So I think, I think lunch is probably my favourite meal day to day. Really? Yeah. I suppose because actually if you're working in the evenings a lot, you can take your time over lunch. Take your time over lunch, make something. Yeah. Even if it's just like a nice, like a salad or something like that. Yeah. And then dinner is often, if I'm touring, it's just Marks and Spencer's stuff. Oh, oh, that's good, though. That's yeah, nice. it's decent. It's all right. That kind of stuff that you can get in the night has got so much better. Yes, it really has. Than when we first started doing this. Yeah. Comedy, I mean, not eating our lunch. Not eating this lunch. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be able to go to, like, a Waitrose or an M&S on the way home yeah, from the brilliant. gig. Heaven. I haven't got a favourite meal of the day. It's whatever the one you get to take the most time over, I suppose, and that would be lunch normally. Yeah. I love going out for dinner when I can go out for dinner, and that's the entire plan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for but sure. I've always been like that. I've never I've never been a, like, go out clubbing or, you know, or anything like that. I've ha- hated that. People who can go out for dinner and then go and do something else, I've got no idea how... 
How do they do that? How do they do that? Like, what, people go out to dinner, it's like, where are we going now? Yeah. Well, I'm going home. Yeah. To lie in bed and then go for a massive shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because I have eaten until I can't move. That's the point what about, of um, The cinema, though. Ah, the, so yeah, the could cinema. Could do that after Dindins, I reckon. Could do cinema Something after Dindins. Something that lethargic. Yeah, yeah. Depends how much um, brain power the film was going to require. Exactly, yeah. But yeah. something sort of up jolly. Yeah. But if I, also, if I, I like a long meal, I'd like to be there for like yeah. two and a half, three hours. Lots of yeah. wine. What, well, all the courses? Yeah. What, um, do you prefer yellow or red wine? Oh, red wine. Red wine. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, Have yeah. you got like a swank, are you swanky enough to have like a, a favourite red wine? No, no, I don't think so, because I, I, I think maybe w- when I was slightly younger, I probably would pick one, and then cause just knowing the name of one is, yeah. sounds swanky enough, so you go, I mean, I'm Mal- Malbec, that. please. I have an Argentinian Malbec. Yeah. <laughs> can't go wrong with a Malbec. I now just obviously look at the menu and pick the second cheapest one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which they know that people do, and that is the that is the cheapest one to buy, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently, it's often better to just go for the house because yeah. I know that you're doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, isn't it? I've really like. I feel like part of growing up, part of that, my ambition includes being eventually at the point, and I, sometimes I do it anyway, even though I can't, I'm not there yet. But I'm living a life I don't quite have yet yeah. financially. But to choose to like read to actually read about yeah. the red wines and then pick one for yeah, yeah. Oh, special but, occasions. I know what I do. I wouldn't read about them. I just. Just pick one further it, down. Would you just dip, dip dog shit? Yeah, definitely. Get paid for a voiceover or something and be like, Yeah. <laughs> go three quarters down the list. That one, yeah. Bing. Sir, it's 11am. Yeah, and then if you just did it like that, there's a risk that you're still going to get sir, it's 11am. Yeah. You're still going to get the Argentinian Malbec. Um, <laughs> that would be sod's law, wouldn't it? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Is there any stuff that you eat in a particularly like ritualistic way? Like, often certain chocolate bars and stuff like that, people have really 
exact way that they eat. Oh, what like techniques of yes. eating them? Yes, I think I'm pretty. I think I'm pretty normal when okay. it comes to the way I would eat a chocolate bar. Oh well, say so that in itself is mm. that's interesting. What does normal mean? Just chomp. Just chomp it down. <laughs> like a like a Kit Kat, I would break off finger by finger. Right. And Can you imagine though? But people Someone do might, that. What? Just like pan pipes. People genuinely do that. Yeah. Who does that? Yeah, I, I've I've seen loads of people do that. Eat the in whole life, thing like a just life, one big biscuit. Yeah, in life. Yeah. It's madness. Just yeah, with all those fingers, the, the chocolatier has gone to the trouble of separating <laughs> each finger so you can snap it off in an easy function, and they're going animals eating the whole thing like a big biscuit. Oh it's god! Unacceptable. I've just seen people like use their bottom teeth to get the biscuit bit off a Twix finger. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so weird. Oh, I'm almost down with that. Really. Um, my, one of my mum's best friends when I was growing up taught me how to eat a Twix and it's like the proper way to eat a Twix and it was it required like really nibbling all the tiny right. thin chocolate off the sides what do you mean the pro- that is not the proper way to eat a Twix unless you're a beaver <laughs> <laughs> tell that to Judy Lungmuts <laughs> Judy you're a maniac <laughs> <laughs> and then you nibble all the biscuit off and you're left with just chocolate covered caramel and you have to roll it into a big ball with your hands right and then pop it in like a massive chocolate caramel gobstopper. Is Judy all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just moved to Cornwall, I think, having a lovely time. Yeah, to a psychiatric ward in Cornwall, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I don't want to prescribe the proper way to eat something, but that sounds a bit mad. People have mad ideas about how to eat things properly. I remember uh, the comedian Dan Atkinson once telling me that I was eating a banana wrong. What? So... I would eat a banana, the sticky bit at the top. Yes. You use that to break it open and peel it. I've been told this. Right. You meant to do it the other way. But apparently, you're supposed to use that as a handle, and then peel the bottom bit off. So obviously, then you're taking out the little bit that no one eats. Yeah. And then peel it like that. That's so weird. It's like it's you're doing hard to do a sketch that... about living an upside down land. <laughs> a child's idea of yeah. Australia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I might just have a banana down under. <laughs> Arrows we call it an anana. <laughs> <laughs> I want to write down to try that. I mean, I feel like you're not the first person who's mentioned it, but to me it's boggling that that would be yeah. just as easy to open the bum yeah, of the banana, banana as it would to crack, crack the head open. I'm writing, try opening the banana by the bum. <laughs> I should have brought a banana. Great bit of podcasting. Great, just lovely. Just a little bit of scribbling noise. <laughs> and like you know, the original thing of the Cornish pasty where you're supposed to hold it by the collar what? so Cornish pasties were invented for miners okay and the little obviously it's like a parcel and then there's like the little ridge around yeah. the outside called I would a just collar called it what I just, I've said collar I like that yeah collar. we'll keep it collar it looks so like a um, collar it looks like something you'd have a tassel you'd have on a heavy curtain. Yeah, okay, yeah, the heavy curtain tassel. Um, so you get that bit. So it was originally invented to be their entire meal for the day. So it was like half half of it was sweet, okay, was like jam and stuff, and then half of it was like steak and potato or whatever. And then gross. It's for ease of eating while thing. you're in the mine. So you hold hold it by the heavy t- curtain tassel, yeah, and then eat the middle of it with where all the stuff was, and then just throw away the. 
handle. No, you don't eat the handle. Apparently not. You don't eat the handle. God, that does explain some shitty handles I've eaten. In yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really <laughs> rock hard. Yeah, they're really rock like hard. Glossy like, looking. Yeah. Rock sturdy. Yeah. But they're never meant to be No, apparently wolf. not. Yeah. Oh my God, that makes so much it sense. does, doesn't it? My uh, mum and her brothers and sisters, whenever they went on a long car journey, my nana's from Suffolk and she'd make them tiddyoggies, which is mini pasties nice. that they'd all have in the car. Those were for child miners. Yes, yeah. just with little <laughs> child miners' hands. You or I would probably be winking at. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you like cooking for people? You said you like cooking like meals that you've got to yeah, cook for. I do, but you never cook for loads of people. Yeah, a couple of times. How's it go? I find it very. I find it stressful. Really. But also, I quite like it as well because I've got that thing that my dad always has as well, which is it's an excuse to not be in conversation with people. Yeah. So you can keep. I'm just going to go check on the. It's like yeah, just go and stand in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I rarely do it, and I don't. I don't cook enough, just because you know it's like it's yeah. difficult to find time to time to do it. And I, I should, I should, but I enjoy it when I do do it. Yeah, no. You got like a speciality dish. Mm, and yeah, I preempted that question. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, I'm doing tonight. I'm. We're going to roast a whole cauliflower. Oh wow! With like all spices on it and stuff. It's so good. Have you done it before? Yeah, I've done it mm. before. Are you going to do steaks? No, I think we're just going to put the whole thing in. Wow! So do it for a bit with nothing on it, and then okay. do like a spice mix of like turmeric and mm. and then maybe a bit of harissa paste on there as well. Lush. And then like pistachios on the top. Whoa! Yeah, it's good. It's really nice. In. I can eat that as a main dish. Well, it tastes totally different to when you've. Like all the childhood ways you'd have ever have had a cauliflower, doesn't yeah. it? It goes really nutty and yeah, it's lovely. meaty and chopped. bit of tahini on that as well. Whoa, Good yeah. stuff. Use that sauce up on it. Yes, um, I will. Thank you. Thank you for bringing over, <laughs> bringing over my I, dinner. I don't want to carry it around to my rest of my day. <laughs> my meetings. I roasted a cabbage for the first time the other day and was blown yeah. away. Oh really? Yeah, I've not like tried a that. Savoy cabbage came in my veg box thing. Yeah, into like. <laughs> Again, great for audio. Just, just miming, <laughs> um, yeah, like eight wedges. Cool. Yeah, and just in some oil, and then caraway seeds, or I want to try fennel seeds. Yeah, fennel seeds. Good. That well, roasting changed the game for me with the Brussels sprouts. Yeah, because the Brussels sprouts in this country, people mistreat them by boiling them. <laughs> Horrible. They have such a bad reputation. And then I spent some time in America, and there's Brussels sprouts on every menu. They're the trendiest ingredient, right. and they ro- they roast they roast them mm. so- or deep fry them, oh. and put them with put them with loads of other stuff, and it's great. Well, it's not better deep fried. Yeah, exactly. My so uncle I, I, lives in America, and um, one time it's just years ago, like 15 years ago, we were visiting, and he he had this huge like metal drum outside. Yeah. Like, What's that for? And he was like, Oh, I can deep fry a whole turkey <laughs> in five minutes. <laughs> And it was the best turkey I'd ever eaten. Oh, I'd imagine it was. It was. Because it wasn't... So fatty and lush. It wasn't like cutting into a big ball of cotton wool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, who knew? Roasting the vegetables. And I think you get more nutrients kept in it than all the boiled the boiled stuff we were brought up on. Yeah, um, with the Brussels sprouts, I'm adding so much bad stuff that... Yeah. Roast them, keep the outer leaves on so they go really crispy. Oh. Garlic pancetta mm, there's then, normally a bacony element making yeah, it perfect uh, five minutes before the end pine nuts 
Nice. And then bit parmesan. <gasps> oh my god! So good. Yeah, that sounds fit. Because you did lots of going around America yeah. for Almost Royal, which is so funny. Did you eat lots of interesting stuff out there? But uh, a lot of that, the schedule was quite... Is that where you learned about sprouts? That's where I learned about sprouts. The schedule was quite difficult for nice eating, because quite often we'd be, like, out on a lake in Nashville, or, yeah. or like, just, like, but not, like, in Nashville, but we'd be, like, out in the sticks. So it'd be quite difficult to work out what we could have. Yeah. And then quite often we'd want to eat light because we'd be filming all day. Did we have any... We only had the odd day off, so I tried to go and eat nice stuff on the days off, but it it made it quite hard schedule-wise, and quite often we were up at 5 and going to bed at (laughs) 8pm. Yeah, days after days of those early starts on sets. The The best meal I had was after we filmed, I think, we did two pilots for it, and we filmed one of the pilots in New York, and I went by myself. For a tasting menu at a restaurant nice. called WD50. Nice. And sat at the bar and just had like it was like a 15 course tasting menu. <laughs> yes. And it's and I was completely alone, and it's amazing how quickly you realise that you don't need friends when you've got nice food. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the quote of the whole series so far for me on this podcast. Oh my god, I've never been for a tasting menu on my own. I think I'd be totally confident doing that now. Yeah, I think it, it, I was sitting at the bar, like, yeah. it's just, it felt, yeah, it felt right. Oh, heaven. It was great. Take your time. I got shit faced as well. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> if you had to, would you eat a person? No, well, you've got to give me more details than that. What's the situation? Well, I mean, okay, we'll go for a classic like um, Desert Island plane crash. Mm hmm. Are they... You're out of berries. You're out of you know. You've got water. You've, you've probably got access to water. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe a few leaves and stuff. Sure. You know that there's no protein happening. Are they dead already, or do I need to kill them to eat them? They can be dead already. It can be the most. Per- there can be a chef there that's going to cook them in a way that's going to make them taste. Desert island. Definitely no way of getting off. No. I'd leave it until the last possible minute. Right. But yeah, then I'm chowing down. <laughs> I think you're pious for leaving it to the last minute. Right, okay, yeah, straight um, away. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Swear down. Um, tell me about the last time you ate something out of awkwardness or embarrassment. Oh. Before this soup. Before, no, this, <laughs> soup was, this soup was delicious. Um, oh, it's probably when I was really trying to be vegan. Right. And oh, where, where was it? Just oh, quite a few times where yeah. people just present you with something and you're like... Just oh, well. chow down. Oh. Yeah, I'm normally I'll, I'll eat what's ever in front of me. If Have it, your if family been cool with your f- moving into veganism? Oh yeah, my mum was like, oh, that's a bit annoying, and then she absolutely loves throwing herself into stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, she really likes it. She's worried about Christmas, but as we've established, my veganism is rapidly slipping. <laughs> so she'll probably so, be fine. Yeah. What will happen is she'll plan a whole <laughs> vegan Christmas, and then I'll call her the week before and say, I'm really looking forward to the turkey, mum. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad because my veganism's so crap. But when uh, this year we've got Christmas with my boyfriend's family, and um, my boyfriend's brother is like a vegetarian, but a proper moral one. Right, he okay. doesn't. He, he checks that his wine's vegetarian. Yeah, you know, he certainly wouldn't have a roast potato that's been cooked in the beautiful fat of an animal. Mm-hmm. And so there's already all that stuff for yeah. Ed. And I think oh, I, I want the yeah, yeah. If I'm gonna have a yeah, might as well he might as well go all in, right? Duck, yeah, dead duck. <laughs> um, <laughs> terrible. 
I'm in my dumb. We learn that Trump has made 499,000 clones of himself, but the robo-Trumps, which are heavily weaponized, weaponized weapons, an army of tooled-up king of the tools, but they need a magic serum to come to life and end all human consideration and kindness. The serum, it's sentient, has agreed to never exist and thereby save us all from ourselves, but only if you, and it does weirdly have to be you, Ed, mm. joggle on the whole of Cox's Bazaar. It's one of the biggest beaches in the world. Right. In Bangladesh, whilst giving a piggyback to not one but two fully grown adults. Okay. You do it! You're a hero! Right, okay, yeah. But you are physically wazzocked. Yeah. You're so knackered. You get past that kind of gross, sicky, sweaty bit, mm-hmm. you're allowed a shower or whatever, but that hunger that you get after a massive exercise, yeah. on top of that, like, everyone's like, yeah, go, 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 go. You're like, Oh, you couldn't be feeling better. Yeah. You're starving. I want to know. You can have the feast of your dreams as your reward. Oh, anything. Anything. And I want to know what you're eating, drinking, but I'd also quite like to know who with and where. Right. This is, so I'm, ra- I'm ravenous at this point. Yeah. So, although I like sort of posh, fine dining-y stuff, I'm not going to want that there because you get like little, mm. a little quail's breast. That's that true, isn't, isn't going to do for me. No. It would be very nice, but... You want something hearty, right, and sustaining. So, I mean, or I'd go junk food as well because you've yeah. done a big run, so you've you feel like you've earned it. Yeah. So I'd go with like a, like probably like a burger, like a really good burger. Okay, cool. Like a massive burger. Nice. Cooks pink. Yes. Loads of cheese. Yes. Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> you said it so guiltily. Bacon. Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> With chicken wings. Yes. And there's a place down the road from where I live yeah. that does uh, deep fried mac and cheese balls. Oh my days. Scotland I'm thro- has I'm come to I'm throwing them in there. Oh. I'm just having a big junk yeah. pig out. Fine. Sweet Perfect. potato fries. Yes, oh, please. Okay. That's the main. Okay, that's meal, mains. I think that's mains. Perfect. There's probably starters folded into that yeah. as well. Um, then, I have a bit of sushi as well. Uh, yeah, a bit oh, of, yeah, a bit of sushi, yeah. right? Yeah, puddings. Yes, good plural. Pudding, yeah, we need puddings. But again, I'd go, I'd go junk. Yeah, I'd go with an, an ice cream. Nice favorite flavor ice cream. Probably go. I go Ben and Jerry's if I'm like this is okay. like a proper yeah. No guilt. Just no, no, you do. You, bl- you deserve anything. Also, peanut, peanut butter cup, Ben oh. and Jerry's. Yeah, yeah. And then more anything peanut butter based, mm. like a peanut butter chocolate brownie or have something. Have you had the Ben and Jerry's, the vegan Ben and Jerry's? I have. Peanut butter and Oreos. I've, I've got an online shop coming tomorrow okay, and cool. there is a pot of that in there. <laughs> it's really it's good, it. isn't it? It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I think that Ben and Jerry's is so synthetic anyway yeah. that, that it, it doesn't like it wasn't about the creaminess no, it wasn't anything. No, it was all about the It was all about the sugar and the bits. Yeah, all the bits yeah. in it. <laughs> so I'd probably have that maybe you know what maybe an apple crumble as well nice no rhubarb crumble my <gasps> mum's rhubarb crumble oh okay cool my mum's rhubarb crumble is definitely going to be in there it wouldn't go very well it's not going to go very well with the peanut butter better jerry <laughs> but at, at this point I think we just put everything in a bucket and whiz it up and I'll drink it <laughs> now we're talking I think yeah just proper if I'm that tired and that hungry yeah I ran the marathon a couple of years ago. Oh my god, we the London to, one! Yeah, we, <gasps> went to, we went to Byron afterwards because I just wanted 
filth. I just wanted massive chunks of filth stuffed yeah. into my face. Oh, you do though, actually. I think your body screams at you for protein. Or yeah, yeah, like yeah. I did a really long swim. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not the equivalent. I guess around 6k. That, and after that, that I, was like, swim, I was like, I think I went and got, this is years ago, I went and got that massive jerk chicken as well yeah, as yeah. Peas and just breathed it in. Great. Oh. Love it. And, and where would you be for this dream meal and who with? You don't have to have anyone there if you don't want. At home with my girlfriend. Lovely. I don't yeah. want anyone else seeing me eat all that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it that she has dreams. It's too late for her to get up now. We've been in a relationship for eight years. I think it'd be a bit much if she dumped me because I was disgusting when I ate a meal. <laughs> I love it that you wouldn't even have your parents there and such no. like I don't want them, they don't need that disappointment in me <laughs> I'd eat all of that and I'd drink I'd drink a bottle of wine as well nice one from really far down the list a red one yeah really yeah really expensive bottle of red but with a burger huge thanks to the dear heart and funny sausage that is Ed who needs friends if you've got great food gamble he's so funny and brilliant and a really, really special comedian, I think. It's in his fibres being funny. He's on Twitter as at Ed Gamble Comedy, and you have to go and see him on tour in the new year. Uh, early 2019, he goes on tour. Dates are on his website, edgamble.co.uk. Last things last with Ed. If you haven't seen the series that he's a co-lead in on Netflix, it's called Almost Royal. You are in for some right lovely watching time. Oh, proper funny please tell everyone you can about this podcast do rate it review it subscribe it tell people on the internet about it tweet about it tweet me about it it's at the hoovering pod or me me and i am at jessica fosterkew on all of the social medias follow everything follow both They've got independent lives of their own, those social medias. If you want to email me something juicy and long, my website, jessicafosterq.com, is where you can. I do love it when you get in touch, but my website is also where you could go just to find out where my gigs are. Come to one of the live uh, hoovering shows in January at the Hen and Chickens in Islington. Tickets are at unrestrictedview.co.uk forward slash the hyphen hoovering hyphen podcast hyphen live the guests for that are going to be off the charts i can't wait to start announcing them actually now it's november hoovering is produced by emma corsham and the music is by mike greenway until next week happy hoovering hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.